Today's episode is brought to you by Freedom Project Academy. Take back your kids' education. FPA's fully accredited classical curriculum provides live, on-demand, and homeschool courses built on Judeo-Christian values. Request your information packet and save 10% on tuition by visiting freedomforschool.com. That's freedom, F-O-R, school.com. Let's get educated. That's why we're here, to bring you the stories impacting K-12 classrooms and college campuses. It's time for a little education. Hey everyone and welcome. I am Katie Petrick, joined by Mr. David Fiorazzo yes. and we're just over here living on a wing and a prayer. We're, uh, we're back. We're back. Believe it or not. We are. We're walking, walking on, on air. air. Now, as uh, we've been telling you all this week, Freedom Project Academy is our K-12 Judeo-Christian classical online school, and it is now enrolling students for this upcoming fall. Yes. So we would love for you to take a look and see what's in there. Get a free at, packet. Get a free packet. It's free. Your kid or children, you may have multiple children you would like to enroll with us. You can enroll them for full-time or, hey, just one single course. So request that free information packet today at freedomforschool.com. All right, friends, it's once again that time to check in with one of our favorite Floridians, Mr. Alex Newman, one of my absolute favorite international correspondents, really, he really is, to see what story he has to share with us this week. Hey, Alex. Thanks, guys. Great to be here. And yeah, uh, the madness continues to accelerate. And every time I think it can't possibly get any worse, it gets worse. So now you've got multiple Democrat-run states that are passing laws to kidnap children from their parents if their parents don't agree with castrating them, with surgically removing their breasts, surgically removing their uterus. Um, true story. True story. I think I'm kidding, but I'm absolutely not. So you've got uh, this latest one. This one comes out of Washington State. It's Senate Bill 5599. And as we are recording this, it is awaiting Governor Jay Inslee's signature. And what this does, uh, it used to be if a, a child ended up in a shelter, the government was obligated to contact the parents, right? So if, if the child runs away, whatever, the child uh, gets gets gone, uh, the government had to contact the parents unless there was you know, some risk of abuse or something like that. Well, what they've done in this new bill is say that if the child is being denied uh, gender affirming care, which is code word for castration, uh, cross-sex hormones, uh, genital mutilation, breast removal, uh, or they're being denied an abortion, they're being denied uh, the permission to murder their unborn baby, then the state can actually go ahead and just hide the child from the parents, kidnap this child, and uh, then have the baby killed or have the uh, child surgically mutilated at taxpayer expense. Um, yeah, that's uh, what they are doing. Uh, so, folks, what they are doing here essentially is arguing that you not supporting your child being castrated is abuse. Uh, and they're going to pay with taxpayer dollars to uh, chop off private parts from children to uh, inject cross-sex hormones into these kids. Uh, so one of the lead sponsors of the bill, Democrat State Senator Marco Lias, uh, had some very bizarre things to say about this. We know when people don't have access to gender affirming care, it leads to lifelong challenges in terms of mental health. 
Um, yeah, okay, Senator. Um, more sensible people, like uh, Donald Trump Jr., the son of the 45th president of the United States, said uh, these sick individuals are evil. Uh, what happened to reasonable and moderate Democrats? And the answer seems to be there are none left. Uh, Republicans in Washington also just were appalled by this. Uh, Senator Walsh, a Republican senator up there who opposed this, said since the vote on SB 5599, I've been contacted by thousands of Washingtonians about this attack on parents' rights and families. Um, he says this bill is wrong legally, ethically, and morally. Uh, he says it turns the power and machinery of state government against families. Uh, and he's, of course, exactly right. He says that the people supporting this bill have overstepped the Constitution and case law, and that really this would allow bureaucrats to hide minor children from their parents or legal guardians. Uh, meanwhile, over in the land of fruits and nuts, better known as California, They've got a new child kidnapping bill that also would prevent the government from sending children back to other states if they're uh, leaving those other states because they can't get uh, general mutilation or abortions or cross-sex hormones in their own home state. They call it gender-affirming care. Uh, obviously, this is a brazen violation of federal law. Uh, legal experts have warned that perverts and child kidnappers will use this, uh, groomers. Uh, another bill in California, AB 665, allows school counselors, yes, school counselors, to determine that your child needs mental health treatment without your consent. Uh, this could include um, sending the child to go live in a residential care facility, again, without the consent of the parents. So really, this is child kidnapping done by the government, folks. Uh, now, the pretext for these uh, crazy bills is uh, a, a number of growing, uh, growing number of junk studies uh, commissioned by the gender-bending mafia. Uh, they do fake research, and they say, oh, well, if we don't allow children to mutilate themselves, then they're going to kill themselves, which is, of course, totally fraudulent. In reality, uh, the overwhelming uh, consensus of the research is that almost all children who are confused about their gender will grow out of that if you just leave them alone. They'll end up perfectly normal if you don't encourage them in their delusions. I'm talking about government school teachers, attention-seeking parents, and quacks posing as doctors hoping to make a big profit by castrating them and making them dependent forever. Uh, so the Biden administration, we reported this at the Newman Report uh, last summer, they've been laying the legal groundwork for exactly this sort of attack by claiming that the government needs to protect children from their parents if their parents aren't affirming uh, castration uh, and uh, removing breasts and uteruses. Uh, folks, this is depraved. This is evil. Uh, it would be equivalent to the government saying they're going to protect an anorexic girl from her parents if the parents won't let her get liposuction. It'd be the equivalent of protecting a young boy from his parents if mom and dad won't let him smoke crack, except this is worse, right? Because at least you can get off of crack. You can't reverse your castration. Uh, folks, there's a, you know, with a tiny handful of exceptions, there's nobody on the planet who loves a child more than his or her parents. Uh, the idea that uh, the state needs to protect children from their own parents is sick. Uh, I, I actually haven't seen an assault on parental rights this serious in all of American history. Uh, these politicians promoting this stuff really should be seen as what they are. Uh, these are dangerous groomers. These are perverts. Uh, these are dangerous individuals seeking to legalize the kidnapping and mutilation of children for profit. It needs to stop. They need to be held accountable. Thanks, guys. So a Baptist, a transgender policy, and a Catholic high school suspension. It sounds like the opening of a bad joke, but it's not. Tragically, this is our new reality in a delusional North American culture, 
and education system. St. Joseph's Catholic High School in Renfrew, Ontario, Canada, suspended 16-year-old student Josh Alexander. And not only that, they had him arrested. Why? He spoke up. Josh believes God created two unchangeable genders, and he opposes the school's transgender policy due to his religious convictions. I'm David Fiorazzo, and this is Christ and Culture. So last October at St. Joseph's Catholic High School, some female students told Josh Alexander they were concerned about male students that were using girls' bathrooms and changing rooms. Josh and another student went to the principal, but were ignored. A new student at the school, Josh refused to use the preferred pronouns of two transgender students, and he quoted scripture in a class debate on the issue. Now to sum up what's going on, he recently explained in an interview a few basic truths and insights we rarely hear articulated so clearly. He said this, Our freedom of religion is under attack. God's natural order is under attack. The family unit in general is being attacked from every angle. And they're starting with the youth. Very perceptive. Under attack. God's natural order. The family including marriage between one man and one woman, and children, the youth. Now let's hope and pray more parents wake up to this sad reality in North America. Next, Josh decided to organize a student demonstration outside the school, but just two days before it took place, the school suspended him from classes indefinitely. Now, local activist groups, however, including Renfrew Pride and PFLAG PFLAG Canada Renfrew County, organized a counter-protest last November and called Josh's group a terrorist organization. He was arrested and charged with trespassing because after his suspension, he chose to go back to school regardless of what an unlawful exclusion order said. When he returned, trying to continue his education, right, he said he respectfully declined multiple demands to leave class, discriminated against and disrespected for his beliefs. When Josh shared his biblical view of creation in class, that was considered bullying because there was a transgender student in the class. I was called a racist, a sexist, a bigot. Uh, my, like staff and students were involved in this stuff. And uh, yeah, I just continued to voice my beliefs and uh, I had ended up getting me arrested. There was conditions they wanted me to agree to in order to return to school. As a Christian, I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to accept the falsehood. I'm not going to go along with the mainstream narrative that is completely contrary to God's natural order. I wish more pastors and church leaders would have, would have the same biblical courage as this young man. You may be thinking, but wait, this is a Catholic school, right? Correct. As Josh said, what he believes about there being only two sexes, that's in accordance with both Catholic teachings and the Bible. So they tossed him out. Another example of a so-called religious school that has abandoned God's word, science, and conformed to the world. Now, maybe it's because the school is receiving government funding, but they seem more interested in bowing to the woke mob and godless philosophies 
that scripture warns about. I never directed at a specific trans student that was doing anything. Um, I don't contone their behavior, but I also sympathize with them because they're a victim of our society um, and our education system and our the terrible parents that have encouraged and pushed that on their children. Wow. Now, this is another very important point. Today's young people are being conditioned, groomed, and indoctrinated. He understands many of these kids are victims of demonic mass programming of a culture that has been deceived and seduced. In another apparent plot twist, this is interesting, Josh Alexander was a new student at the school and is reportedly a Baptist, he's a born-again Christian, who simply transferred from public to private education. He opposes an unbiblical ideology and dangerous school policy, policy, and he was treated like a criminal. In a statement to the community, the Renfrew County Catholic District School Board, which, by the way, manages 21 elementary and secondary schools, doubled down on its policy, explaining, quote, bullying behavior that creates an unsafe space for our students is not tolerated. A trans person should not be required to use a separate washroom or changing room because others express discomfort or transphobic attitudes, such as trans women are a threat to other women. Now, sadly, but not at all surprising, the Ontario Canada Human Rights Code supports student access to whatever bathroom corresponds with their, quote, lived gender identity, end quote. Now, this young man hopes they can find a resolution, and he doesn't plan on allowing the leftist social justice mob to silence him, but he's concerned, as many of us are, about the safety of young girls, about the threats against our freedom of speech, and the blatantly uh, open attacks on masculinity worldwide. Take heart that there are young men and women like this. There's a movement going on in Canada right now. They take their faith seriously, they live it out, and they want to see the gospel of Jesus Christ preached around the whole world. God bless you, and keep speaking the truth about things that matter. Today's show is sponsored by our friends at MyPillow. Save up to 66% on pristine quality bedding, towels, slippers, signature pillows, and much more when you use the code EDUCATED. That's E-D-U-C-A-T-E-D, -E EDUCATED. Support this show and a great American company. You telling your child, oh, you're a boy, you're a girl, this is a child. This is a free spirit that has not learned any of that and so you force it on them. So cisness is the wound. Cisness is the delusion. Cisness is the lie. Cisness is the place of pain. Transness is the healing. Transness is the growth. Transness is the truth. Transness is what we actually are. We are fluid. We are 70% water. We are God. God is change. God is trans. We are trans. You are forcing your kids to be boys and girls. We're saying be whatever you are, baby. Well, that was a whole lot of nonsense packed into one incoherent mishmash of dribble from a bearded dude with pink and blue hair, dangling earrings, and nail polish. But certainly, certainly, take the word of a guy who says, we are God and God is trans. That says it all. We are God, as in me. Me is God. That's how 
trans like to roll, apparently. Now, let's continue the journey to see what other stories are trending left. And we welcome another trans activist who claims if conservatives were actually against transing the kids, they would loudly support puberty blockers for children. Yes, let's attempt to follow the logic together. The thing that gets me about the anti-trans conservative rhetoric around like puberty blockers for trans kids is that if they really did care about making sure children weren't being mutilated or weren't being like coerced, they would be the number one advocates for puberty blockers because forcing somebody to go through a puberty with a dominant hormone that is misaligned with your actual gender is a forced mutilation by conservative standards. So you would think that they would be the number one advocates for blockers and go, oh my gosh, yeah, why don't we like put a pause on this so that way you can decide and like in a couple years see how you feel like I just wish they would shut up I wish you would do the same and anyone who drinks Fiji water pretty much just just move on now what his logic there is saying that what God gave us and our biology you know we can't have that because biologically a girl would go through puberty a boy would go through puberty but hey it's all about feelings and what we care about. So if that involves us not wanting to go through such things, you cannot make us go through such things. Yes, the conservatives are the ones thinking you are not, friend. But we're just getting started. So let's head across the pond where we can see how the trans the kids agenda may be ruining children for life, but at least it's making families famous. This next boy has been treated like a girl for at least two years, and the reward is apparently 3.3 million TikTok followers and more than 100 million likes. So you wonder what the cost of a child is worth? Well, <laughs> here's your answer. Hey guys, it's been two years since um, I changed to Edie. Are we doing a good job? Yeah. If other people were watching this and they were at the beginning of their journey, what advice would you have for them? Try and tell people instead of just waiting till you're older. What would you say is the number one difference? They treat me like a girl now, not like a boy that wants to be a girl now. Well, you just want to say thank you to everybody who has been leaving comments and following us over the last two years on this journey. Why do we use our children so much? Why is that grown man using his son to get TikTok followers and likes from complete strangers and probably a lot of bots? What is wrong with him that made him allow his young child to quote unquote transition? Now you may be saying, Katie, these are just confused people who clearly need help. And while I agree, this next video showcases a self-proclaimed medical school professional who asserts gender is construct because, well, drugs and surgery can make you look like anyone you want to be. So obviously that makes it a natural thing. I am a medical school professor specializing in molecular biology. I also have an extensive background in uh, gender studies and queer studies. The idea of sex as an immutable characteristic is a turf talking point. It's been around for decades and it's been weaponized against trans women in particular in the fashion of, oh, but you will always be male and therefore invading female spaces. Sex as it pertains to humans is a construct. It is a set of spectrum variables with bimodal distribution that we draw an arbitrary set of boundaries around into two broad categories but they are not immutable characteristics almost all of those characteristics can be changed through hormones or through surgery 
Back up, everyone. Thousands of years of actual human beings existing on this earth. Everyone, back away. Because we have on our hands a professional, a professor of this. And queer studies and gender studies. And oh, all bow down to what is being said by that person. Because that person knows everything. And you, human being out there, well, you know nothing. Now, finally... We're going to head back to the classroom to wrap things up with a lesson for all you bigots out there. So without further ado, here are your top five tips to being a trans ally in the classroom. Now, just a heads up, there will not be a quiz afterward. With all the anti-trans legislation and rhetoric going out there, I wanted to go ahead and share my five tips on how to be a better trans ally in the classroom. Number one, and hopefully you're already doing this, shut down transphobic jokes when they happen in the classroom, even if they don't seem like a big deal. Number two, hopefully you're already asking students for their pronouns and respecting any new names or pronouns that they're giving you. But if you're not asking them when and where it's safe to share them, make sure that you're doing that. Tip number three, if the student is okay with the name and pronouns being shared with other staff members and used by other staff members, correct them when they use the wrong name or misgender the student. Tip number four, make sure that when you are creating problems for classwork or homework that you include diverse characters. For example, whenever I write math problems, I will go in and change some of the characters so that they have what look like maybe traditionally female names, but use he, him pronouns or some characters that have they, them pronouns. And finally, tip number five. Don't forget this one. This is super important. If the student is out with their name or pronouns in your classroom, please make sure to write it on your sub notes. Nothing is worse than a kid who usually is safe and comfortable in your room being misgendered or deadnamed by your substitute teacher, who, by the way, didn't mean to and now feels awful. Number six, because I can count past five, ignore everything that was just said, especially number five about the sub notes. I was a substitute teacher, and guess what? If you call the person by the person's name, everything is okay. And if you actually just go there to teach students the subject matter that you are assigned to teach them, <laughs> everyone is okay and everyone feels safe. But thankfully, that's going to wrap up this segment. Of course, you can be sure there will be plenty more craziness next week. And until then, please stay sane, America. If you have a smartphone, tablet, Roku, or Apple TV, consider downloading the Freedom Project media app. It's 100% free and includes all of our weekly shows, plus lecture series, archive programs, and award-winning animated videos for families like the Presidential Minute, Battles of America, and Heroes of the West. Don't rely on the social media giants to keep you informed. Simply download the Freedom Project media app from your app store and allow notifications. And we'll let you know when a new video is ready. David, uh, Katie. as always, yes. I have a question for you. Another one? Always. This always. is getting tedious. It is. Well, it's tedious to ask, but I shall ask <laughs> nonetheless. All right. If the majority of news networks in the U.S. lean left in their coverage. Okay, lean? lean that's putting it pretty much. Or they're not the leaning tower of Pisa. They're just like fully tipped yeah. over at this point. So what do you think would happen if that 
they cut out the anchor. Okay. Which okay. is, that's a good start, but right. you got to cut out the producer, the director, <laughs> the whole network, well, okay, their, let's their sponsors. Like they, let's just say they cut that all out. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. And they just use CGI news presenters to read anything that a, I guess, one of the left-leaning producers wrote. What do, you, what do you think about that? So it's coming from CGI and not a human leftist liberal Marxist producer? Yes, yes, yes. Interesting. That's interesting. Well, I'd like to see it. Well, hey, we might see it because a Kuwaiti news outlet has just debuted the newest member of their team called Theta. Huh. Which means metal. Almost like a robot. Now, Theta. Feta. Feta, feta. Feta is a cheese. It is a very good cheese. Now, this thing, though, is portrayed as a white woman with blonde hair, and it's 100% AI created to present the news. Let's take a few seconds now to watch a clip from the first broadcast in Kuwait. Ana Fadda. Awal mudi'atin fil Kuwait ta'amalu bizakai al-istana'i fi muassasati Kuwait News al-Alamiya. Ma hiya nawaiyatu al-akhbar al-lati tufadlunaha? Linasma' ara'akum. All propaganda. No, <laughs> we couldn't understand it, obviously. But it looked like a real person, you know, very interesting. I would love to see some of them on the major outlets in America. Um, anyway, seriously, anything, any, uh, anything you could do like this with automation, with AI, with whatever, to remove the human influence in the news today, I think that would help. Because I think we're down to like 14% of Americans really trust the liberal media. Anyway. AI anchors are not the only things poised to take over the news landscape. This is interesting. We tried this last week. Thanks to ChatGPT, researchers are now experimenting with automated script writing. That's right. Software will surf the internet for stories and write the news scripts that AI news presenters will read, essentially wiping out the entire human element of news distribution. So what could go wrong? We don't need humans. Now, back in 2018, China launched the first virtual newsreader based off the look of a news anchor working at the station. Take a look at this. Hello, everyone. I'm an English artificial intelligence anchor. This is my very first day in Xinhua News Agency. My voice and appearance are modeled on Zhang Zhao, a real anchor with Xinhua. The development of the media industry calls for continuous innovation and deep integration with the international advanced technologies. I will work tirelessly to keep you informed as texts will be typed into my system uninterrupted. Wow, if you look closely, his he's blinking every now and then and his eyebrows move a little bit. Not much with the mouth, but very, very interesting. Very stoic, much yes, like the stoic. Chinese. Um, the fact that he claims he will work tirelessly. Oh, I bet you will. <laughs> because you don't do they, wait, 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 do they get tired? Life. Exactly. I don't. I don't like I don't like any of this. I do believe there has to be some movie out there starring Tom Cruise, I'm sure, that addresses this issue. Someone let me know in the comments which movie addresses this issue because I'm sure it exists. Oh, there's there. a lot. There's been a lot on artificial intelligence from different angles. Yeah, they've already what Hollywood puts out, you know, 30 years later, you know, somehow it happens. I guess if, if if we do have it, at least it's some sort of intelligence in the news world, right? <laughs> Maybe artificial intelligence, but at least it's some sort of intelligence. Is that what we can glean as yeah. a little bit of hope? Yeah, I think so. I, I think there's hope if it's you wipe out away. the current you know, news agencies and the people involved. Anyway. All right, well, that's gonna wrap up Educated for today from us. Now, David, 
How'd we do? Did you learn something? Let's see. One, two, three. Three things. Three things. Three things this week. Excellent. I love it. Well, for Katie and myself, thanks for watching. Thanks for listening, for sharing on social media, and supporting the show. Until next week, stay educated, America. Educated is directed and produced by Mike Menzel. Hosted by Katie Petrick and David Fiorazzo. Makeup and hair by Katie Scholl. Graphics designed by Dan Kaler. Educated is owned by Freedom Project Media. See other shows and content at freedomproject.com or download the Freedom Project media app. Copyright 2023.